Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck oh, buddy. up. How's everyone? Welcome back to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. What? Quarantine edition episode, the third episode um, apart. So. Quarantine? Um, in quarantine, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we have a special guest. I'm very excited. Neil, welcome. The number one fan of our show. I am very excited <laughs> <laughs> to have you on. Just one question, though. If you're in here, who's out there listening? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an issue. I'll be listening to this yeah. in a week, I suppose. <laughs> For, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, still, still going towards something. Are you a person who finds you can listen to your own voice and, like, your own opinions and not cringe? Um, no. I was, uh, (laughs) I was on your, uh, I was, Joe, I was on your other podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and, um, I was so happy how edited it was because I was dreading actually hearing the episode because I was like, God, I went off on some idiotic tangents that had nothing to do with anything, and then I listened to it, and it's like... Wow, I sound really smart. <laughs> like you just... I think you are smart, but unfortunately, the people are going to find out the truth because this one's not edited at all. Yeah, no. so here we are, out in the open, exposed. <laughs> There's two sides to every story. That's right. Yeah. How are we all doing? Uh, doing okay. Yeah. How are you doing, Joe? I'm alive. I'm here. I have felt a really, really good creative push, so I'm riding that way for as long as I can before, like, falling into another, like, self-pitying, wallowing depression. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just uh, finishing up a week of furlough. I go back to work on Monday, and I got nothing done. I had goals, and I just ended <laughs> up yeah. doing absolutely nothing. I was supposed to take care of stuff in the yard. I thought... Maybe I'll watch all of the Child's Play movies. <laughs> I couldn't get past, like, <laughs> the second one. I was just like, I'd rather just do nothing. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the photo that Jennifer Tilly posted with her Tiffany doll? Mm-mm. It was... Jennifer Tilly's like, I'm super bored, and she was just sitting in her pool in this beautiful, fancy robe, and she has the same matching one for her own Tiffany doll, and they were both just sipping margaritas. And I was like, God... I can't wait. I want that to be my life. Me and the doll that I made famous. Just living our best dream. I've only seen the first one of those um, those uh, Jennifer Tilly ones. Uh, I've seen, like, Seed of Chucky. But none of the other ones. That was why I had this goal uh, that I'm not going to fulfill. Good. I don't like that franchise very much. It's not bad. No. Actually, the newer ones I'm actually really enjoying. Not the remake, but the cult and the curse i'm like okay all right yeah fuck it up they're actually trying to make them spooky yeah 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 don mancini is trying to get scary again which is nice so anyway this is the sex in the city podcast it doesn't um i can bring it back doesn't cynthia nixon's son look like a chucky doll like, how was that kid oh, Everyone said that it was Cynthia Nixon who looked like the son from Seed of Chucky. Hmm. I'll bring it up for Paige to see. Yeah, bring it up for me, please. Um, in the meantime, Let's just in that. case someone is listening, 
Uh, Neil, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what your sexuality is, anything you want to share? Um, I am a straight, cis, white male who loves Debbie Reynolds. Um, <laughs> I'm a, uh, a, a news broadcaster, you can tell by my stuttering. Um, <laughs> I live with my wife, uh, Amanda, and our three dogs. And I've never seen an Perfect. episode of Sex in the City all the way through until today. Wild. And even then, you had to watch it twice. I did watch it twice, So did yes. you feel... Yeah, did you feel like we accurately portray these bitches <laughs> for having only seen one episode? I was, well, first of all, I thought it was like an hour-long show, so that was a treat to find oh, out God. that it's only a half hour. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. And it's way more sitcom than I thought it was. Like, they do that thing, mm-hmm. that, that joke thing, where it's like a, a character is basically saying a joke that the audience gets, but the character within the scene doesn't get and doesn't respond to. Like, when Charlotte's like, I mean, at this point, you'd have a better chance if you were a gay man with carnations. And the guy doesn't go, what the fuck are you talking about? He just, like, accepts that as a rejection. <laughs> I feel like that's accurate. I feel like every pun that Carrie delivers, it's... It's not directly to the camera, but it's directly to the camera. Yeah. Like, in her own head, she hears the studio audience be like, Oh my god, Carrie, you're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's jump into it then. So this... That's just her crazy ass. This is... um, God, what fucking season are we on? Um, Season six, (laughs) part one, or part A, um, episode six, uh, called Hop, Skip, and a Week. And the stupid synopsis is Carrie gets tapped for jury duty. Charlotte finds her major problem is that she has too many dates. Samantha, as usual, doesn't seem to be having problems at all. That's it. That's the whole thing. Did I write this? (laughs) Did I write the stupid synopsis where I was like, nothing is actually wrong. All of these people are fine. They're just complaining. All these white people problems all up in here. (laughs) So yesterday I was watching a show with a couple friends online and one of the, the contestants, it was a reality show, one of the contestants started crying and throughout this entire series people have been crying because like I have faced discrimination, I was kicked out of my house as a young person, all these things, I can't be in love with a person that I'm in love with for fear of being like lynched or whatever and then the white queen started crying and she was like, sometimes I just get so in my head and it stops me from doing great and then I had to look at her and be like, okay, one, your feelings are valid. Two, shut the fuck up. And anytime a white person cries, I'm like, get out of my face. This isn't even a real problem. Shut up. Me. <laughs> um, so since Neil is here and he is a guest, uh, he can choose the order. So what lady would you like to start with? Well, let's oh, no. start with the Queen Bee. Let's start with uh, Madam Jury Duty. Let's just straight up hit it with Carrie first. Hell yeah. All right. So Carrie gets hit with jury duty, which, first of all, I think is so much fun. I know that I'm a, the weird one, but I love judging people. Like, especially when it's like a real stakes kind of situation. That's pretty exciting. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Do those bruises look two hours old or do they look two weeks old? Let's find out. Like, I'm sorry, but that's like... Whenever I get picked for jury duty, I'm like, fuck yes, let's do some true crime. 
How many times how has it happened? Once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Did dumb. It, it was literally just like um, some guy who ran from the police and um, then accused the police of like bruising his face and he totally didn't. The bruises were yellowing after they had supposedly taken the picture after like a couple of hours after. And I'm like, you're full of shit. No. I know things. Okay, that's not going to happen. So it was it was fun, um, but it was also kind of scary because we didn't know what kind of a criminal this guy was or wasn't. Um, but the judge made us, like, say our full names and where we worked in front of everyone. They're like, let's go around and, like, that's- get to know the jury. And I'm like, how about we don't so that he can't find me later? Yikes. <laughs> that's really fucking weird. Yeah. And we actually, actually said that to him afterwards. And he I took remember it. this case oh, being in the I paper. Think, it said, headline, white woman sides with police. Neil, I cannot hear you. <laughs> no! We, uh, yeah, Neil. I think Neil's actually, will probably be able to hear him on the actual recording. Um, because he's oh, recording perfect. on this his side. Fun. So this will be great. I can't wait to Can you hear me now? Re-hear. Oh my gosh, no, I think uh, it's still not working. <laughs> oh, poor Neil. Are your headphones plugged into your computer and not your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Or your phone and not your computer? Okay. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hate technology so much. <laughs> Neil, I'm coming over. We're just going to record together okay. and we'll call you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I lost Neil. <laughs> All right. We'll try and get him back. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> when have you ever been called for jury duty? No, and I hope to never. Uh, I love it. I would rather judge, like... A beauty pageant. When it comes to crimes, I'm just going to be like, let them free. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, that's fair. All right, is Neil back? <gasps> Neil, are you here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we, we can. can. We right. did it. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to hear what little secrets and tidbits you provided to us because I will not be cutting them out. It was such an <laughs> insulting joke to Paige that I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Oh, fuck yeah. That's rewatch value. <laughs> re-listen value. It's just you about me being a nerd. All right, I'll do it. Uh, I'm going to do the whole bit again. You know, I actually remember do that court bit. case you're talking about being in the newspaper. It said, headline, <laughs> white woman sides with police. <laughs> <laughs> that is drag. Okay. <sighs> But for uh, real, um, we actually did uh, put it in his favor as much as was, like, able to. And afterwards, we ran into one of the um, one of the lawyers. And he was like, y'all, he is in jail already. Like, this is a lesser charge that he got charged for later. But he's in jail for so much shit. That, like, this was just a tiny portion of, like, what he thought he could get away with. And what we ended up um, saying, like, like our final, like, judgment on everything was exactly what the opposition offered him as a settlement. And he said no. He wanted to go to court. So, literally, an actual waste of all of our times. But I don't care. Because <laughs> it was still, like... This is never a waste of time. How dare you? Fair enough. Sure, I thought it was fun, though. Um, Neil, have you ever had a serve? I've uh, I've gotten the notice twice, and then both times it was canceled before I ever even had to show up. So I've never done it. 
Oh my god, how exciting. Yeah, I got lucky, <laughs> I guess. Or unlucky if you're paying. How do they decide? Is it per, like, ward? Is it per minority group? I think it's just feel... random through driver's licenses, right? Yeah, I feel like much like the stock market, we are out of our realm talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It. Yeah, it's a jury of your peers. How they decide what your peers are, who knows, man. I just want that to be the number one thing that people respond to me whenever I ask a question. Like, how does this work? I just want people to respond with stock market. And I'd be like, all right, I'll back up. I got it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so for some reason, Berger walks her to jury duty uh, where they fight on the stairs because it is before 9 a.m. And he says something to the effect of, well, you know, you know what would fix this is a Hollywood kiss. And so he does this whole, like, you know, Hollywood, the, you know, pulling her down, kissing her in front of the stairs. And it's, I think it's cute. I think it's cute to have like a little sticky thing. But later Miranda's like, you need a bit. Yeah. I also think it's cute. And Miranda's a hater. <laughs> is that, is that Miranda the consensus? made a good point. Ooh, why is that? I don't know. It, just, it doesn't feel like that this, I'm, I've seen one episode but it doesn't feel like this is a relationship that's going anywhere. And obviously she has all this great banter with Mr. Big, who has my favorite joke of the entire episode, which is, uh, uh, is something like, um, like a how's hot dog doing? She goes, it's burger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you see this conversation always... between Carrie and Big and it's like, it's so effortless and funny and like, so I'm not sure. I don't know what happened there. I guess he, he left her and moved to California or something? Yeah, he just suddenly decided that moving um, to Napa was the way to go. Um, so that's where he's been. She broke up with him, right? She broke up with him and then he decided that he was going to move because she didn't take him back. I don't I don't remember. Isn't that sad? We did a whole that podcast about years it. years ago. <laughs> and it's a Carrie storyline, so I did not invest that much time. But I, I feel like in this situation, yes, it was correct, especially when Miranda was like, you guys need a bit, like when you guys are angry. But I feel like if yeah. the relationship was healthy, then it'd be like, oh, it's like your guys' little inside joke. It's your cute little thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So I think contextually, yes, Miranda's right. But I think outside of it, I think it's a cute thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think if it happens organically, then it's cute. But it does seem forced in their specific relationship. So, like, I get it. Um, but also I think the Hollywood kiss thing is kind of cute and it's actually kind of funny. I had, um, I was talking to, to Chad, my ex yesterday, we were texting, um, and he said something and to apologize, like when I was fake mad at him, like way back in like college days, um, we had a show and someone's girlfriend had brought them a little candy bouquet, um, and he had it at his station. So the joke was, Chad just, like, grabbed it one day and brought it to me. And he's like, please accept this candy bouquet as a token of my affection. And, you know, on time, the guy who he had just stolen it from would be like, hey, it's mine. (laughs) 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 And so we ended up doing that through, like, the whole run of that show. And then, like, into now. Because, like, he... 
he was just joking about like, oh yeah, now I can have barbecues and, you know, and mojitos in my new house. And I'm like, cool, I'll be there in five minutes. And he's like, okay, but I don't, I don't actually have barbecue or mojitos. And I'm like, oh, how dare you? And he's like, I'm sorry, please accept this candy bouquet as a token of my affection. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's, that's cute. I feel like that's a good sign. Right. Like that's, that's a cute one. But yes, if it's forced, not so great. But I thought the Hollywood kissing... It's also between the, like, the two worst characters in this entire series, Carrie and Berger. Yes. Accurate. <laughs> now, Neil, knowing nothing else about their relationship, what is your opinion, one, on Berger, two, their relationship? Um, well, they're in that point of the relationship where they snipe at each other all the time. So that's fun. Which is where <laughs> I am in my relationship, and most people who are married are. Um... <laughs> But, uh, I don't know, he seemed like a funny guy, I guess. I was surprised at how offended she got during the dinner with Charlotte over, he was just kind of, I thought he was just making kind of harmless jokes, and then all of a sudden Carrie stops it and is like, don't say that, that's not funny. But I don't know the context <laughs> of who he's even talking about, Charlotte's ex. Uh, mm. Harry, so Harry was the gentleman who shows up later and proposes to her. And we love him. He's a perfect male. He's one of our two favorite males on the show. Yeah. And if you could believe it, Carrie and Berger have been in the sniping part of the relationship since they got together. So this is not new. It's either Carrie says something and Berger takes full offense to it right away, or Berger makes a harmless joke and Carrie takes full offense to it right away. There's no in-between space for these two. Hmm. It's like, so I'm like crippling self-esteem on both counts. And so it ends up just being awkward you know like where you get pre-offended by anything anyone says right oh my god being pre-offended that shit is so real Mm -hmm. you just have like a anger towards that person and so anything they do they're like oh yeah okay the sky's blue i guess (laughs) like you just get cranky because it's that person yeah it's like (laughs) if the waiter would have said the same thing it wouldn't have offended her as much you know yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's well, like maybe where it's it came the waiter, from. I guess that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter's like, so you're mad that he brought carnations? You're mad that he brought you flowers? <laughs> Which, anyway, do you like... want more bread? Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, parsley, don't forget. <laughs> oh, um, that which shit was weird, actually... too. The, yeah, the parsley thing was weird. So she... But I do that. Do you my say you were allergic that. and you're I, not? <laughs> I like my. I thought my dad was allergic to bell peppers like my whole life, and then like a year ago he revealed like, no, I just don't like them. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> um, I will do that for the same reasons that they'll always include it. But if you tell them you're allergic, then they do a better job of not doing it. I'm like, it's harmless. I, I'm not the person who's like, hey, don't cook it in that and blah blah blah. I'm like passively just like and if i could not just get it anywhere on my plate or near my food please i am allergic and they usually do a good job of that but i'm not the person who's like i don't want to have to send it back make sure that the tuna thing isn't this 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 and i'm like okay that was maybe taking a little too far but the things that i am actually allergic to i always find in my food so i'm like okay so these people don't care if i live or die that's fine what is the thing that you (laughs) claim to be allergic to mustard and pickles (laughs) Are, are people allergic to mustard I don't know, but I know that we're in America and people aren't going to do the research. They know your ass is yeah. lying, too. I don't like mustard <laughs> and... I'm allergic to mustard and pickles. It's a nightmare in any deli. 
<laughs> yeah. well, look at the menu and see like oh is it cooked in this or does it bring it in this usually pickles because i just hate pickles <laughs> but that's why i'm like it's not as ridiculous as carrie's who's like parsley oh an ingredient that's mostly in everything <laughs> got it right yeah and that yeah, it was wild so she um to backtrack a little bit she goes to jury duty um she's super bored there's a dude with a uh, briefcase that has a mango in it that he just needs to hold apparently um and not actually eat that she thinks is weird so she goes on this date with burger um and charlotte randomly comes up and like in all of new york you're telling me that you just happen to be in the same restaurant that's absolute bullshit but okay um <laughs> like even if you go to the same place at, like here in reno absolutely that shit's gonna happen but in, in New York City, no, absolutely not. Um, so so they're on this date and they do the something bad happened where, like, I actually had a friend and she and I would joke about this all the time where she would be on a date and she'd be like, she, Jesus, save me. And I would do that exact same thing where I would be like, something bad happened. She'd be like, oh no, something bad happened? <laughs> and then would leave the date. So that is... 100% real. Girls do that to get out of bad dates. That's feminism. That's... I feel like every uh, shysty, guy knows but... that you're doing that, though. It's like, oh, yes. it just happens to be that we're on this shitty blind date and all of a sudden your aunt is sick or something. <laughs> right. No, I... I don't, I've never done it, but I've done it... Like, I've I've been the person that calls my friend to say that something bad happened. Um, Neil, have you ever had to get out of a bad date? Me? No. Yeah. No. Not even that like one. All good dates when it's with me. <laughs> yeah. I've only been on like <sighs> two dates, if you don't count my wife. I never like dated. Ooh. I remember I met a girl on MySpace once and then like met her at a bar and then like she came to my house and hung out and stuff, but like nothing ever happened. But it was like, damn. I got a date on MySpace. That sounds like a MySpace date. <laughs> the, the MySpace date. We went to Chewy sure. and Jugs at uh, Keystone and McCarran. I don't know what that is. Yeah, about. I don't. Not anymore. Oh. Or it's like a sports? No, it's still there. Uh, really? Oh. Yeah. You went to Keystone and you didn't go to Pizza. Like, what is that place over there? Pizza Baron. Oh no, it's over by no. This was uh, McCarran and, and Kings Row. So, uh, oh, King's Row. Okay. What is over there? Uh, the fancy part. Yes. Oh, I have been there. I see terrible stand-up at that bar. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, that was the same night. You and I were there the same night, and we left because uh, there was somebody that I knew there that was doing stand-up, and I didn't want to talk to him. That so was I peaced the same out. night. <laughs> We've both been there. Okay. <laughs> I did. We have left. <laughs> It was so great. Marquis and I totally were just like, bye. We have to leave. Um, All right. So what's yeah. happening with Miss Carrie? So um, Carrie invites Charlotte to join their date, which didn't even like clear that with Burger, which I thought was kind of shitty. Like maybe he doesn't want somebody else there, but I mean, clearly he was okay with it. Um, How long have they been going out? They've not been six seeing episodes. each other that long. Yeah, about six episodes. I say that like I don't have my notes right here and I can't just look. Um, 
<laughs> I love looking back at my notes because I have just these random ones like, does Mr. Big go down on Carrie? <laughs> and, no. <laughs> I guess, I guess not. Um, yeah, it's, it hasn't been I don't that know. long. Okay. It has, yeah. Fighting like this since the beginning of the relationship when he was, it's like his <coughs> girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. It's been since, um, yeah, so it's been one, two, about, about five or six episodes. Yeah. That they've been going out. But they already say I love you, which is weird. And we never see them have sex. After, like, the first or second time they've had sex after that, it hasn't been discussed. Hmm. Which is odd. For this show, especially. Burger's a selfish lover. He's, he's so, like, his self-esteem is in the toilet so, so, so hard that it's, like, impossible to win in a conversation with him. And I think that's what frustrates Carrie. And I think he definitely needs to address that, like, with a therapist. Like, but she also needs to not be so snipey with him. Because she, like, yeah, go ahead. Or I was going to say, Orv's so pushy. I noticed that when they were, after the date, they're going home. And then Burger's like, this isn't working. We need some space. And then Carrie's immediately like, well, how much space? Like, we need space now? What does this mean? We need a break? Where are you going to go? What's the 411? What's the hot gossip? And then I can easily see how when you're trying to process your feelings and, like, be kind, that he, having all of that just back in your face, like, Carrie, shut the fuck up. Let me process it, and -hmm. then I will let you know. But Carrie's not a person to wait for other people to be ready. She's like, I'm going to have this conversation now, and you're going to have it with me. Mm. Yeah, she, they're both kind of terrible to each other, I think, in this episode. Um, so yeah, Burger says a break and, and she does like, does get a call from big. And I just love the fact that he's, that they use the, you're breaking up as her thinking that he's saying that they're breaking up. <laughs> like, and, and she was like, what are you talking about? No, we're fine. It's fine. And he's like, no, yeah. actually like the phone call is breaking up. And I was like, I hated it. I, nah. that, was one of, like, uh, <laughs> that was one of my least favorite jokes. I was like, man, y'all had to go so far for that one. Okay. I loved it. It was so great. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I hate that. So after a week, apparently burger comes back and just shows up unannounced. Um, and comes in and says that he really wants to make it work. And he brings her pink carnations, which she says that she really likes. Which is very sweet. And she lets him in. And they don't talk about any of their issues or how to resolve anything. And he understands that that's a problem. So she gets to wake up to the post-it note. The infamous fucking post-it note that says, I'm sorry, I can't, don't hate me. Which is... Just his entire personality right there. If she were to murder him and she goes to jail and I'm on that jury, I say she has every right. I don't think she was wrong. I, he had it. Yeah, coming. that is. He had it coming. All that's along. really brutal to just like show up after a week and be like, hey, I, I love you. I still want to be with you. They go to bed. She wakes up. Like at what point when he was like, at what point is he like, oh, actually, you know what? Fuck this bitch. It's like in the middle of the night, like when he first wakes up, it's like, what even happened to change what happened when he was at the front door to when he's, you know, the next morning? It doesn't, it just seems so cruel. Yeah, it, like it was planned from the beginning. And it's, yeah. So that's and, what it feels like. You feel like he mm-hmm. came here to do that. Yeah. 
And like, it's, like maybe if I'll see her again, I'll know yes or no. But that's a horrible science project to put upon someone else. And then to leave in the middle of a night like a vandal and leave a fucking post-it note. Yeah. Yeah. He. What happens after um, this? <laughs> I feel like I want to keep goes, watching now. <laughs> <laughs> she goes on a rampage. The whole next episode is about her losing her ever-loving shit over this post-it note, and it's fantastic. As um, she has every right to be, I feel like there is certain you communicate or whatever, or just be a shitty person. Absolutely, but a fucking post-it note. Yeah, the, like the lack of respect, the lack of decency. I no, I fucking kill somebody. There's a cruelty in that. Because he has to be yeah. like thinking about how she's going to react when she sees the note. Like just the way he did it. Like it's not even That's a letter. The th- <laughs> That's what? the thing is that I don't think he does. Like, I know people that have this kind of, like, low self-esteem that turns itself into narcissism. And it, like, legitimately, they don't think about what other people are doing. They just think, oh, no, I can't do it. And they hate me anyway. And they, like, just, I don't want to know people like that, but I do. And so, like, I get it. From Berger's perspective, doesn't make it right. I don't think it's right, but like I understand where he's coming from. I think he thinks that she's better off without him, and but she probably will call if he doesn't say something. So a post-it note is the way to go. But I want to take it back to flowers for a second because I'm always interested to know what the <laughs> what males think about that kind of thing too because there's this whole idea of like every flower means something and some girls don't like carnations like charlotte or you know love roses or whatever like i feel like when you guys set out to get flowers for someone you were definitely not like looking into it and being like oh well yellow means friendship so i can't get these for her like you're just like picking the first thing that is there and like leaving right yeah (laughs) Like, if there's rules for different flowers, like, I don't know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) And there are, and it's ridiculous. Amanda doesn't like it when I get her flowers because it's it's almost like a project because now she has to, like, maintain these flowers. And she's not that Mm -hmm. into that. (laughs) Yep. I love this. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think that's a great thing. I. I've never been a flowers person, so getting people flowers, I'm like, okay, yeah, the sentiment is cute, but you could do something else. Like, here's this thing that I have abducted to wither and die, unless you, like, suddenly become a gardener. And as a person who is terrible at gardening, I'm like, I don't want the responsibility. Thank you. Yeah. That's how I feel when people give me plants. I'm like, ugh, now I'm going to have to kill something. I don't want to have to kill things. (laughs) Don't make me a murderer as a sign of affection. Right. It's terrible. And, and you know, and don't I think, check back, you know, like, how's that house plant I got you? Oh, well. Right. And I'll be like, I'm so close to murdering it. You have no idea. <laughs> I haven't watered it in weeks. I'm just sitting there waiting for it. It's a Mexican standoff right now. Like, Honestly, to tell you the truth, you gave it to me. And the second you left, I threw it away. Like, I don't know where it's at right now. So. <laughs> Who knows? But I feel like if. If you're in a long, ongoing relationship with someone, you understand what kind of things that they like, or I guess you should. So you would understand, like, oh, they prefer this flower to this flower, this color to this color. A single flower versus an entire bouquet. 
but I think it's so annoying for Charlotte to be like, oh, he brought me carnations. Like, it's... on a first blind date. I'm like, you're a... He brought you fucking flowers, which I guess is a nice sign, normally, back in the 90s. I mean, I, yeah. Because it's not what you want. I think that really... I have to agree with Berger on that. What a fucking elitist thing to, like, be concerned about. If somebody brought me flowers, I don't care what kind they are, I'm gonna be like, that is so sweet! Like... It doesn't, I mean, and maybe this is just coming from me. My favorite flower is a snapdragon because you can make them talk. Like, that's it. That's the whole reason. <laughs> like, I, I would love to be like, I just love how tulips go together with it. No, I like snapdragons because you can be like, help me. I'm stuck in the ground. Like, I, the, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> so I'm a bad, bad person to be talking about flowers because I am Paige, like... If- Literally anything. <laughs> if if you met a guy, like, on a uh, dating app and you went on a first date and he brought you flowers, would you think that was cool or would you think that's weird? Um, I would think that that was super sweet, but then I would immediately, because I have problems with commitment, um, be like, oh, Jesus, that's already, we're already too serious. This is scary. I'm a little concerned. Um, but if we yeah, had already been really talking for a while and we like had... a good thing for, like, a third date, you know? Yes. Yeah, if it I was a third date thing, I'd be so like, you're so fucking cute. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, Chad only got me flowers once, and that's because after the first time he gave them to me, I was like, this is so sweet. Don't ever do this again. Because he knew that Snapdragons were my favorite, but Snapdragons are dirt fucking cheap. So he went to Sparks Florist and got and he just yeah he just gave them fifty dollars and was just like you know what have fun like she loves snapdragons here's fifty dollars go crazy do whatever you want to do it was as tall as me like (laughs) it was intense everybody was staring at it like it was a bomb that was gonna go off because he had it delivered to the university because he was out of town but it was hysterical how large it was. And I was like, this is so, so sweet. Thank you so much. But I can't fit it into my car. Don't ever get me flowers again. You don't know how to do this. <laughs> In my previous relationship, um, we bought this beautiful fake plastic bouquet of like four or five flowers that were like wrapped beautifully. And every time we wanted to exchange a gift, we paired the fake flowers with the gift. So we were just passing back the same flowers back and forth so the sentiment could be there. But we weren't getting plants because we were like, what are we going to do with plants? We live in a fucking apartment. And it would still be, it became our cute little thing. So that's where I'm like, see, you can find ways to do it organically and have a bit. That's your thing to make it work. You guys needed a bit? (laughs) 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 No, it's super cute. (laughs) Love it. So that's pretty, that's pretty much Carrie. Um, do we have any closing statements on Carrie? Um, yes. How she flipped over those fucking flowers was really weird. I feel like a normal person would have flipped them in a different way, but Carrie flipped them in a gorgeous way. And I love how dramatic it was. I feel like this show takes certain times to like, see, we can be creative with like how we set up a shot or cinematography. And I'm like, great. And they did it with this flipping over of the flowers. I thought that was absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, oh shit. Carrie is about to white woman rage all over fucking New York City. 
Yeah, I feel like she, it was too much. Like, it was a little, like, I would have probably picked them up and thrown them in a trash in an angry fashion. But, like, now you have to clean that up. Because she just fucking, they're on a table and she just yeets those motherfuckers across her entire apartment. Like, I, I get that you're angry, but, like, do you really feel better now that you have to clean up that water before it creates a stain on your wood table? Like, how do you how do you not have pride in your stuff? <laughs> like, did you not just date Aiden, who made furniture? Like, have you no respect? <laughs> you think she learned anything from that? No. She dated Burger after. Yeah. It's a bummer. Neil, do you know who Aiden is? No. Oh, my God, you would love him. <laughs> I think you're going to have to watch this entire series. Oh, that's a harsh... Assignment. Ooh, uh, yeah, don't don't do that. If you watch it at one point five speed, it becomes like a cartoon, <laughs> and then it's a little zany, and then you're like, oh, now I get why this show's so funny, because it's everyone doing like, and it's like running back and forth and complaining, and then you're like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, right, right. Oh, okay. Who plays Aiden? Um, um that guy, that hot guy. Yes. Oh. Uh, he was in my big fat Greek wedding. He was in Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff. Oh, yeah. Um, he was into All the Girls That I Loved Before. What? Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. He's the, the dad. I forget. The papa. The oh, papa. I'm like, I could look John it up. John Corbett. Yes. Oh, okay. John Corbett. John Corbett. The white man's white man. The white, the man's, white man's white man. man. Oh, my God. Today's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Aiden. Happy birthday, John Corbett. <laughs> oh, my God. I stand a Taurus King. Let me tell you. Tauruses are the best people on the whole planet. I don't know about that. One broken I heart know once. that for a fucking fact. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that is Carrie. Uh, Neil, any final thoughts on Carrie? No. She looked good. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Who are we moving on to? Kim Cattrall. Uh, Samantha. So Samantha has a very, very simple storyline. Basically, she scored an absolute ad for Smith in Times Square. He's enormous. It's great. Um, He's upset because he's not acting. And then she tells him that he needs to not quit. And um, he doesn't. And he got a Gus Van Saint's job. And that's that's what happened. You could do worse. Yes. Absolutely, you can do worse. Wait, I, mi- I missed that part. He got hired by Gus Van Sant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. to play a model-slash-hustler-slash-junkie in their new movie. Mm-hmm. And it's when all the little girls charge after him. Oh, I somehow missed that part. Is Gus, does Gus Van Sant show up later? No, no, Because no, he no. does things. Voiceover. Oh, okay. It's a voiceover by Carrie when she's wrapping it up. She's like, Samantha was right. First you get the gays, then you get the girls, and then Gus Van Sant comes to offer you a part in this new movie playing a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that is, that is a, actually, yeah, that's how you fucking do it. Well, mm-hmm. That's what all these young hunks are doing now. They are queer baiting so the queers can take after them. And then the girls are just like, yes, we love this. Show us the top part of your butt. Absolutely, I'm here. 
and then they get thrown into more roles. That's the only reason Noah Centineo is still doing well, because it's obviously not talent. <laughs> it does seem accurate, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really... I have nothing on this, except for she made a big deal to Carrie about making a face that would cause wrinkles while having wrinkles. So I'm sure she loved filming that scene. I'm sure she got Botox the second that episode was wrapped. It was so fucking funny. And they keep making a joke to her. They're like, and for the first time in a while, Samantha frowned. And I, she frowned as much as she possibly could that her and her uh, plastic surgeon decided was allowed. Yeah, right. right. And I was like, okay, that's where the show is in on a joke. And that's where it's fucking funny. Right. I think the, the, the biggest part of her storyline was mixing that red hat with that black checkered jacket. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was ugly. It's that when you was watch these choice. things, when you watch things from like the late 90s and you're like, okay, you know, 90s fashion. But when you watch something from the late 90s that is fashion forward, <laughs> it looks ridiculous decades later. <clears throat> like ridiculous. Yeah. Everything fashion forward is immediately dated, and that is the hardest yeah. part about fashion. Right. Because fast fashion, you're just like, okay, I can see how this is here and can come around. But anything that's fashion forward, in the moment, you're like, oh my god, this is it. This is the next great big thing. And then everyone's next collection is it, and then you're so over it, and it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks for me, because I have an entire like mood board of outfits that I want to wear when I become a celebrity, and I'm like, these are getting outdated. I need to get famous faster, because I want to wear this somewhere. <laughs> Could all come back around, though. <laughs> I can't wait till I show up to a, like an MTV Movie Award, just like Little Kim with one titty out, that purple like body latex suit. I'm like, okay, when is the inappropriate time to bring that back? Because I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Daniel Montalago, best kiss. <gasps> oh my god, that's the word I want. I want. <laughs> best uh, ass kicking yeah. scene. <laughs> ass kicking or ass kissing or both. Oh. It's going to be like that scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith where Brad and Angelina blow up their entire house and then they're pointing guns at each other. She's like, come on! And then he puts the gun down and then they make sweet, sweet love. That's going to be it. The full analingus. They call that the killing Eve now. (laughs) That's also what I want. You're right. Neil, you get me. Neil is like my straight, cis, white man crush. I don't get a lot of those often. Neil, you have reached the Hall of Fame. Oh, we could watch Rob Zombie movies together. Right, <laughs> He's falling it. in love. <laughs> I'll be there. So I was like, I'll be unavailable for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I have um, to go. I'm suddenly sticky and sweaty. <laughs> That's just summer, baby. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all... That that's really all that Samantha has to offer for this is that um he's kind of a whiny bitch until she's like, Listen, if you want to be in this business, you have to have a thicker skin and you have to wait this kind of thing out. And she was right. Yeah. Weird, it's like she's good at her job. Yep. And and he makes it. He's a big, big time movie dude now. And that's it. That's all I have on Sam. We have anything else besides her atrocious fashion? Uh, <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, if you want to get mean, her atrocious sitcom delivery on every fucking line, it's like, Jesus. I've seen Kim Cattrall in a million things, and she's terrible in this. 
I don't know if it's through the whole thing. It's just this episode. It's just that, although maybe it's such a master class in acting that she's pissing me off because she's supposed to piss me off, but it's terrible. Maybe it's because she was so fashion forward as an actress compared to everyone else that now, in retrospect, it looks terrible. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yes. I did also love her in Mannequin far more than I do in Sex and the City. You're right. <laughs> I have to go again. <laughs> I really, really, really want to watch that during this quarantine. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. I want to do like an 80s where we watch Mannequin and Splash. Ah, Splash. You know, I've never seen Splash. What are you doing for the rest of your day? (laughs) Uh, Watching Splash. There she is. Now on Disney Plus with extra. There's like seven of them. I only watch franchises (laughs) now. There is a splash too with none of the original actors, really? and that's fun. Yes. Um, Wait, didn't they remake Splash? No, I mean, I mean maybe, but Aquamarine. <laughs> no, wasn't <laughs> there? Was no, they no. never made it. But wasn't there a splash with that Australian actress? Uh, the one from um, Margie Robbo. No, the I um, don't know. The uh, the bigger girl from uh, the uh, acapella movie. Rebel Wilson. I, yeah, I heard there was a Rebel... Wasn't there a Rebel... No, no! It was Rebel Wilson playing the Tom Hanks character. <laughs> it was a gender flip. <laughs> that was in the works. It was a, oh Disgusting. my gosh, I can't wait. I made a gender flip reboot. <laughs> I love gender flip reboots. It gives the women a chance to, like, be in charge. But it's still not good. It's still not written well. It's still not I written mean, no, women. There's like, what if we still, just flipped it? It's still not gonna be good. Like, of course, it's Splash... They, have you heard about because it's on Disney Plus? Um, and, and they there's a scene where she runs away from him, naked, and so you can see her butt. But it's Disney Plus, and so they just make her hair longer, and it looks yes, like and it's so terrible. It looks like VH1 Showgirls. <laughs> we are doing Disney Plus is doing a disservice to its filmmakers and to its films. By altering them in order to fit on their fucking platform. They're fucking cowards and they're fucking atrocious and I do not stand by them as a company. I fucking hate them so much. Yeah. Agreed. I have um I have information about the splash remake. It was supposed yes, to be it. Rebel Wilson and Liam Hemsworth. I think oh, Liam is that was just... the mermaid. Did it just turn no, into isn't this romantic? <laughs> yeah, when is this gonna gonna be on deck. Can I play the Rebel Wilson part? <laughs> I don't think it's happening anymore. Oh. Let me just throw my weight around and get that <laughs> taken care of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Until the... Favorite... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is my favorite picture of Liam Hemsworth. And it's just him changing out of his surfer outfit. You can see the top of his butt. That would have fit Perfect. And that's, I feel like perfectly in Splash. This is what I'm saying. He could have been the Daryl Hannah. Indeed. I love it. <laughs> Neil, who's next? Uh, let's do Charlotte. Charlotte. There are some terms I need Paige to define for me. Oh, I will make up whatever you need me to. So I'm a bad Jew. 
Um, what is so a, what is a mis- I know what a I know what a fagula is. What is a meskite? Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know what a meskite okay. is. Um, I didn't even hear that in the episode. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I just know <laughs> that the synagogue really society- offensive. She came up to Charlotte and she's like, so you could date a Fagala and a Meeskite, but you can't date my David? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Probably just like, I mean, there are so many terms in Yiddish for just a, a like, person that Schlub. sucks. Yeah, schlub that it doesn't, like, they're all the same to me. Like, I I've stopped. <laughs> um... But yeah, so Charlotte is at the Synagogue Society, where it's just a whole bunch of Jewish mothers with single uh, kids, which is wild. I didn't even know there was a Synagogue Society. I think they made it up for this, but I could be wrong. Also, I might just have not had a cool temple. Um, at one of the temples in Reno, I know for a fact that they do one because they've actually showed up to one. And Sinai. They were like, um, you do not belong here. <laughs> you, you don't look Jewish. <laughs> Did you like, go to um, my bad. Did you go to Sinai? Is that the one that's like off of like King's Row? Yes, yes, that one. Yes. Yep, that one is the uh the looser one. Had you had gone to the one at Temple Emmanuel, that's where all of the uh ethnic Jews go. So, um, yeah, yeah, you would have been That's where I'm gonna go find a husband. No, you don't cuz they're all the people that run uh that that casino and they're horrible because I grew up with their kids. So they're not nice people. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that though. Cause otherwise they'll take me out. They're like the Jewish mafia in town. Um, but yeah, so she gets set up like a million times, which I guess is something that happens. Like I suppose if I ever get so lonely that I really just want any kind of thing, that I will just go back to Temple and just let some Jewish mom hook me up with her son. But Jewish guys are not great, so probably not. It's always not good to have a fallback plan. Yeah, it's always good to like just have that come back whenever. So, um, so she has a date with this guy who's like, come on, you know I'm gay. I know you're gay. It's fine. And she had the date with the... He's probably, you know what? It's probably like a term for a nerd because he looked like a nerd now that I'm thinking about it. Like, okay. it's probably what it is. It's just someone who's just like a wet or like blanket, a not or something. interesting. Yeah. So, um, and like, yeah, there really isn't much to that except for this gorgeous scene where she goes to Singles Night and she meets this guy who's. I don't know who he is, but he's a character actor and he's like hot for everything. Joe, do you know who he is? Yes, that's Peter Herman. That <laughs> is the guy from Younger, the public or the publisher. Oh shit, that's what I know him from. He's in a lot yeah, of that's stuff. That's why I was like, yeah. yeah, he is in a bunch of different things, but that's mostly where I was like, oh, I know who Peter Herman. And I was like, bitch, I miss <laughs> Younger. <laughs> they were supposed I... to start shooting season seven, and then quarantine hit and they've all stopped and i'm very very sad oh so there is a new season of it because i thought that that was how they ended the series this last season and i was like y'all are a bunch of assholes i hate you (laughs) i was mad neil if you want some additional franchise slash series binge watching younger is great and it's on hulu you know what i'm excited for is the uh 
the Gossip Girl reboot. <laughs> it's going to be so great. <laughs> How much more gossip do they have? Oh, my know. gosh. I, There's need always a, we need gossip. an all-new girl. <laughs> Did, I you think guys into that show? To begin with. Kristen Bell is actually going to still do the voiceover for it. So I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because that's I watched, what like, the first three seasons, and then I remembered that I don't like watching TV shows, and I was like, "It's not going to be this one. I'm not <laughs> going to give my attention to this one." The reveal of who Gossip Girl was was one of the worst. It worst. was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I'm still angry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. That's how I justify it every single time. Anytime someone is like, "You need to watch this show. It's going to be so good." Blah blah blah. I was like, "We'll see." And every time the final season hits, because it's my number one thing, I'm like, shows don't know how to wrap anything up because they just want to go on for too long. And their season finales are always horrible. And they did it with Game of Thrones, which I was like, I'm not going to watch it. And they're like, no, you need to watch it. It's so good. I was like, no, I will be disappointed and look at everything. And then Gossip Girl. And I think there was one other major one, How I Met Your Mother. Like, you need to watch it. It's so good. It's so funny. I was like, no, I'm not going to. And then this finale wrapped. And I was like, another thing I was right about. Look at that. (laughs) Sometimes yeah, it's about I, the journey, Joe, not the destination. Um, as an avid listener to this podcast, you should know that I'm not about that journey. I'm mm. about that destination, and if I can fucking teleport, I will fucking teleport. <laughs> 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 Fuck a road trip. I'm trying to get to my destination. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I Taking it back to Charlotte, I legit, I think it's just because I'm in quarantine and I haven't seen the sun in like five days. Um, but I cried at Harry fucking proposing to her at singles night full on was like, they're so beautiful together. It was bad. Um, I, I think that he definitely, so I don't know if you listened that far into when they broke up Neil, but, uh, when they broke up, she just said really mean things about him. Like, you should be lucky to be with me. You're, like, fat and bald. And I look at me. I'm gorgeous. Yeah. Like, like just propose already. And it was it was bad. And it was things said in anger, which is why when they were all at lunch and she was like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, you just need to take a break so that you don't say something stupid and ruin your whole life. Um, so that's where that comes from. Um, but they really didn't have anything to work out except for her getting over herself because otherwise they really were like such a great couple. So it was, in my opinion, fucking gorgeous. And probably one of the best things the show has ever done is that scene. In my opinion. It was real nice for Charlotte to be humbled and to realize that what she wanted was the love Mm -hmm. and not the whole set up around it because even when she's pleading to him she's like we don't need to get married ever we don't need to do this whole thing i just want to be with you because she actually cares about him and then she gets rewarded by getting the thing she wants which is he proposed to her and that they get to live a beautiful happy life and i'm like god charlotte look do you see do you see and it made me so happy i think it was one of the most beautiful moments on the show one of the two did it hit you in any sort of way having not seen the episode bef- like any episode before Neil? Um no, I saw that guy and I felt like that guy represents me in this show, but I still felt nothing. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. Do they end up getting yeah. married and uh is that how this mm-hmm. series ends? They're happy? 
Um, yes. Yeah, they yes. they basically are perfectly happy for the rest of everything, I think. Yeah, they um, keep running into slight issues, but it's issues that they are able to resolve as a couple. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, if there's one person who gets done really, really well throughout this entire series, it is Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, for sure. So she's good. And then we're just um back to Miranda, who... Uh, is just feeling guilty leaving uh, Brady all the time with Magda and is just experiencing that whole, like, working mom guilt that I guess happens sometimes. Um, And she got called into work and got in a little bit of trouble and she was like, hey, so I'm so glad she stood up for herself. She was like, hey, fuck you. Like, yes, I have been dropping the ball a little bit, but I have a goddamn newborn. And everything is taken care of uh, and then comes in and says, listen, I can only work 50 hours a week. And I'm like, how many hours a week were you working before? Yeah, that seemed, I was, uh, that seems a little bit rough, but it was exciting to see her stand up for herself where she's like, um, this is not a problem. I'm still getting everything that I'm getting done. And I also have a newborn that I'm taking care of by myself. So what you guys are doing is a little bit fucked up. Now I have work to do. And remember, when my mom died, I was back to work the next day. And I was like, that is some shit. And mm-hmm. that's how we need to stand up for ourselves. I don't think she needed to bring that up. Just, like, or in terms of, like, the her bosses should have been more respectful to her and what she was saying. But the fact that she delivers it that way, I'm just like, good. That's a fucking wake-up call. Treat people better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, especially when it's a delicate situation, like your superiors at work, you have to be really, really careful about what you say how you say it and like restructuring your well fuck you guys into something productive is like something that is really it's difficult for me to do i feel like that's the only place in my life where i am actually a legit improver every other time i'm like no i can't do this whole improv shit but like when i'm in a room with a bunch of other people i'm like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna step this up and we're gonna I'm like don't you dare call me this when you've done this this and this and I say it in a professional way doesn't always work but like sometimes you just have to do that and I'm really proud of her for standing up for herself and cutting herself down to 50 to 55 hours per week which is still a lot of time (laughs) like I don't know about that but I mean she is a lawyer so I guess it's a lot of like just a lot of hours to put in I guess <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> like, I'm so happy she has Magda right she'd be lost without her Neil how do you feel about what happened with Miranda and her trajectory which one's Miranda <laughs> Cynthia Nixon with the kid Boring. I don't give a fuck. Dare you? Now it's just one of those things. Like obviously, she didn't have a lot to do this episode. They just kind of, you know, problems at work or whatever. But that baby is not suitable for television. I don't know what's going on there. Is that her real baby? That what do you mean? That baby is a set of twins, (laughs) and they go all the way to the last movie, like. They're the same kids. You said that baby was ugly? Yeah. Noticeably ugly. Okay. 
<laughs> noticeably. I think that's I'm very cool. into beauty and aesthetics, as you know, so really offended <laughs> I know me that's how that baby looks. <laughs> Last time I went to your house, you read me for fucking filth. What happened? What? I was what, wearing what? a red hat and a checkered jacket. Oh, well... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think you deserved the that thing, then. Yeah, when Joe walked in, the first thing we did was like, Joe, you need a face mask. And so we gave him a facial. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love a good couple's facial. I love that. I know, I still, I feel bad. I still haven't, uh, I need to listen to your wife's podcast. It's still in, in my queue um, that you and Joe on yours, your podcast. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy, so I'm just like trailing off like an ass. That's just normal like... how I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it was just one of those storylines where, compared to everything else, Miranda seems kind of staggered because it's always what she's been dealing with. It's Miranda trying to be a good person, trying to balance what that means, and her getting the short end of the stick each and every time, and her having to kind of do the work to make people respect her, which at this point we've seen probably every single episode so it's kind of just hard to like keep being in this it just feels like return the show bullying miranda so that we can keep feeling bad for her yeah hmm. where'd she get Pretty that much. baby <laughs> her uterus her uterus it popped right out tell me more goddamn jack in the box <laughs> her and my favorite character on the show steve um they went like this Actually, Where is he now? In Jersey, probably. He's at his bar that he owns, but they had a separation where she's like, you're too immature and I don't want to do this relationship with you. And then he got a girlfriend and she's like, wait, I love you. And he's like, I'm in a relationship. And she's like, another thing that doesn't work out for poor old Miranda. So she's single mother? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. That's why this is also hard for her. Yeah, it's rough. Single moms are a whole mood. Another wrong mood, unfortunately. I mean, it's not... Being a single mom is hard. Being a single mom is hard. That's why I was going to say, like, you're being mean to them. I'll still be mean to them. I'll bully every single person. I don't that. Yeah, I don't either. True. True, true. <laughs> Fuck that baby. <laughs> Fuck that baby. That is an ugly baby. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said what we were all thinking. He gets cuter later on. But as a fucking infant. Ugly babies Listen. usually grow up gorgeous. Look at me. Exactly. The ugliest. I was a fucking ugly the baby. The ugliest little rat baby you've ever seen. I had a fucking little tiny little pony. So I had a lot of hair when I was born. I was disgusting. <laughs> my sister told me or my sister told everyone who was visiting me at the hospital when I was born that I had um, lice. <laughs> That's me. You're so hairy. Yeah, uh, my sister is awful, but it, but it was because she was like the baby. So now having another baby, she was jealous. And look at her now; she loves. Is me. that you behind yeah. you? No, that's actually a picture of my best friend as a baby. Let me get her. What? I'm like, I don't see anything. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Big thanks to a uh, Facebook video for us to be able to read facial cues on this. <laughs> Oh, that's your friend. There's a TV baby right there. uh, No, it's an awful baby. Look at her fucking expression. She looks horrified. 
Well, she probably there's keys jangling right over there, so she's freaked out about it. Cute clearly, pig nose. I love this photo so much. I went over to my best friend's house and she was getting rid of it. She's like, "I hate this fucking photo." <laughs> and I was like, "Um, not us. Oprah's internet. You're not getting rid of this. I'm taking this." And then she's like, "What the fuck are you gonna do with this?" I was like, "I'm gonna live my best fucking life with this." And every now and then, I'll just like put it in my bag and take it with me. So whenever I go out to dinners, I'll just set it next to me. So it's me and this baby. Usually when I'm with her or like someone who knows her, and then we're taking a picture, like thinking about you today. And then once I moved into this house, I was like, oh my God, there's built in shelves above my bed. What am I going to put? And I was like, um, you better believe that I'm going to sleep with this picture of my best friend as a baby over my head. <laughs> Terrible. Well, Neil. Um, any, any, uh, last thoughts on, on the entire episode? How do you feel about your first, first episode with the girls? Um, it was fine. I don't, it's really hard to just like, you know, even though I listen to this show, it's, it's hard to actually follow the storyline of the show. If you're not following, if you're not actually watching the show and you're just listening to this show. Because we're watching the show, and as you heard, we didn't do some of the fucking details. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was fine. <laughs> Is this something you find you, you will pick up yourself? No. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so, if the, uh, if the kids at home, all three of our other listeners, uh, love you and want to find you elsewhere, uh, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Neil Fannin. F-A-N-N-I-N. Perfect. But I just repost really annoying political stuff mostly in horror movie things. So And some beautiful video essays, which I am a big fan of. What are you referring to? <laughs> Did it, you, you posted one about uh, that fucking band that I was super obsessed with that I messaged you about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should plug that, too. I have a YouTube channel where I make little documentaries. Um, it's called Curious Orange Films on YouTube. Check that out. Perfect. I was like, wait, I remember that I loved this. What was it? <laughs> I love it. Joe, where they, where can they find you? Um, you can find me all over the interwebs at Oprah. And um, you can find me as soon as these restaurants open up at your local buffet, which they're saying that they might get rid of entirely. And if they do that, I will kill myself. Like, guaranteed, on period, on God. That's a God honest truth. I don't want to be alive in this world without a buffet. Um <laughs> Actually, Joe Daniel BB on Twitter, Petty Prince Jr. on Instagram, uh, and that's it. That's all I want to be found right now. Cute. Are you ready to go back <laughs> um, to the restaurant? Um, no. And actually, I have some birthday celebrations coming up, and people are like, "Well, where are we going to go eat?" And I was like, "I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, I live in the state of Nevada. These people are 50th in education." And these motherfuckers have proved how stupid they are by keep getting in trouble and gathering in large amounts of numbers, not wearing any face masks. And our numbers aren't going down of people who are getting yeah. infected and dying. So I'm like, mm, I'm going to take it easy and I'm just going to stay in my little rabbit hole. I'll be fine. I feel like by the time this comes out, we will have rolled back and they're not going to be open again. Correct. Like for a little while. <laughs> I do hope I get my hair done in that meantime. Please, Lord, I, if there's one thing that I can do, I don't want to go to the cinema. I don't want to go to buffet. Just let <laughs> someone please take care of my hair. <laughs> I have an appointment on Wednesday. The Like, within five minutes of the governor announcing hairdressers can reopen, my hairdresser <laughs> texted me and said, 
do you want to come in on Wednesday? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Me and my sister share like, a hairdresser, shit. and we have been like, okay, when is she going to respond? Hello, when is she going to respond? And we're trying to fight to see who gets in there first. I think <laughs> I should be able to. But she's like, but I have places to go during this summer. I was like, we're not going anywhere, so you'll be fine. I have videos to record and content to produce from my own home, and I need to look cute for that, so I think I should go first. <laughs> Absolutely. See, and I was just like, you know what? Call me when you're ready. I know that you've got people that are, like, losing their damn mind right now. I'm not one of them. I have a hair tie. I'll be fine. Like, (laughs) it's going to be okay. Like, I'm not. I actually looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, shit. Am I actually, like, getting grays? Because, like, my mom didn't get gray until she was, like, almost 60. And so I didn't think that I was going to for a very long time. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I pulled it out and I looked at it and I was like, oh, fuck, that's blonde. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I forget sometimes that I am actually blonde and it's just like dirty, gross blonde. (laughs) So every once in a while, there's like one shiny, like, woo, there it is. And that's it. (laughs) But yeah, I've actually, I've already paid yeah, thank you so much. No, it's okay. Yeah, it was um, a pleasure to yeah, finally be on the show. I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad. Are watch the movies and break it down? Yes. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to be done with the show. One, because I'll be done with the show. But two, so that I can watch the movies, which is like the main form of Sex in the City that I have enjoyed, especially the first movie. But also, I have some love for the second movie, which is very, very terrible. But I just because of the format, I guess, I just really, really like it. We will okay. get there for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Neil. Um, What's up? <laughs> Sorry, I was like, don't no, they what go did to you Morocco say? or something? Yeah. We go to Abu Dhabi. Kind of. Which same uh, energy, real really? Place? I thought that was from cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Before we get canceled, we're going to sign off. Neil, are yeah. you prepared? Do you know what we go for? Right. All right, everybody. Remember, always, always wear a condom. No, Neil wasn't ready. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>